Hey, I'm Tansy. And I'm Charles. And this week on Pitch Shift, we are making a film out of Taylor Swift's love story. Get ready for this, because it's going to be haunted. First up, we need to address the fact that there's two versions of this song. There are two versions of this song? There's the country version and the pop radio version. I thought the one that was on popular radio was the was country the, version. Because I thought, because she, she's always kind of in that, like, like that soft country. Sweet country girl. Soft country pop aesthetic. Yeah. But you're telling me that there's a more country version? No. I think you're, so basically when they first release it, they're like, this is going to be a hit. Uh, I don't know why they have that accent. I don't know why they were being chatty. This gonna be a hit. It's gonna be a hit. Um, I apologize to anyone who heard that. Um, but they were like, we need to make it more appealing and more pop. So they did a pop version, and you've heard the pop version if you've heard the version without banjo. It's bizarre. It just like so they did a pop version that they clearly don't ever use. Yeah, because, because of, I've never heard that. Yeah, it's not good. But yeah, there's a pop version of this song that was a very successful pop song. Um, Who's your favourite Taylor? Because I feel like every album is a separate Taylor (laughs) Um, Swift. Who is my favourite Taylor? I gotta say, probably. uh, And and I'm not. I'm not being facetious when I say this. I think probably my favourite version of Taylor Swift was the version who was like, "Yeah, that's fine. You can tell your friends that I'm crazy. I'm gonna tell yours that you're gay." Um, yeah, yeah, gotta be, gotta be the openly homophobic Taylor Swift is my yeah. favorite Taylor Swift, as opposed to current, as opposed to current, Taylor. yeah, current Yas Queen fag pals Taylor Swift. What about you? What's your favorite Taylor? I think my favorite Taylor is 1989 Taylor because yeah? I felt at that point like that was a Taylor who knew what she was represented at and was willing to play with that image, whereas yes. prior to that, it was very much like. Oh my, am I a representative that? And after that, it was like, fuck you, I'm representative this. Yeah. So I feel like the difference is that 1989 Taylor would say, hey, uh, we'll meet at seven, but you know, I'm, you know me, I'm probably going to be late. And you'd be mm-hmm. like, great, should we say 7.30? She's like, yeah, I'll think seven and I'll, I'll show up at 7.30. Yeah. Uh, whereas previous Taylor would show up at 7.30 and you'd be waiting half an hour and she'd be like, oh, my goodness, I'm so sorry. Uh, and then, <laughs> is she Lindsey Graham? Yes. And then, <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. And then... Post-1989 Taylor would text you at 7.15 saying, so probably going to be late because who I am as a person. And it's mm. like, no, once you're aware of that Taylor, you need to deal with But then with, also like, I think that that Taylor would like... She'd say, I'm going to be there'd late. There'd be something shifty about it or she she wouldn't come at all. Or she'd say she sh- she'd openly say she showed up half an hour late to everything so she wouldn't accidentally be left waiting by anyone else being late. Mm. which was apparently something my mm. grandma used to do. Apparently my grandma would show up 10 minutes late because she hated being kept waiting. Amazing. <laughs> but anyway, 1989 Taylor's yeah. best Taylor. Is 1989 We Are Never Ever 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 No, Ever? that was, I want to say Red. Because okay. uh, 19- that's the other Taylor Swift that I like. Yeah, 1989 Taylor was Blank Space Taylor, which oh, I think is easily yeah. her yeah, best yeah, 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 song. Yeah. Uh, I will unironically listen to Blank Space. and the Blank Space for me hinted like a self awareness mm-hmm. and a cheekiness that I have not seen again mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. Taylor. Because me sounds like a cut song from Crazy Ex Girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like they really want to be in the next Lego film. 
Like it's, you know, you know, like everything is awesome, which was written for the Lego. It kind of sounds like they want to be that, but no one's actually given them a Lego film to, to write a song for. They're like, we'll just, we'll build it and they will come. Yeah. Build yeah. it out of Lego and they will yeah. come. Now, Tansy, why are we talking about Taylor Swift? Uh, because we're going to make a film out of love story. That's the, right. The and why, why is it that we're making a film out of love story? Because that's what this podcast does. That's this right. That's, I a, thought so. This is a hypothetical film podcast where it we is. get a song and we shift it into a pitch for a film, which yep. is why we're called Pitch Shift. Yeah. We, <laughs> are we called Pitch Shift? Or <laughs> pitch, <laughs> pitch Shift or is it Shifted Pitch? Uh, we really didn't think about this when we came up with the no, name. The fact that no. neither of us could say it properly. <laughs> but here we are. It's Pitch Shift, right? Pitch Shift. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So, perfect. Shall we talk about Taylor Swift's love story? So, we should. basically, the way this works is uh, today I'm going to pitch uh, my own little story for Taylor Swift's love story. Charles is going to act as the producer yep. uh, slash uh, sounding board producer slash yep. co-writer. So, um, some ideas. I'm going to shit on all your forward. ideas. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Studio says no. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, also, I should preface this by saying I am Australian and the entire frame of reference for this pitch is Australian, but I'm setting it in either New Hampshire or North Carolina or for legal reasons. And for, also, Oh, right. Yes, of course. For legal yeah. reasons, it's also set in 2018 mm. um, because certain laws changed that would affect the final plot of this. Uh, they changed on January 1st, 2019, which is abhorrent when it becomes apparent what these laws are. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's get into it. Let's get into it. So we're going to open it a debutante ball, Great. which is a thing that is still done oh, in no, country I communities. So it's where all the girls that are about sixteen they get dressed up in white dresses and they get escorted. And it started out as like, "Welcome to society. You're mm. now available for marriage." And now it's done as a thing where they say it's not that, but it's still very much that. So you wear a white dress and you learn how to waltz mm. and you go with a platonic male friend. Ah, uh, uh, yes. Yes, a platonic male friend. <laughs> Who's, who may or may not be your cousin. Or may or may know. not, in many cases, be gay. Um, also that. Yeah. So I, I went to high school with girls who had debuts. Yeah, we did debutante balls at my school because it was a lot of rural kids. Mm. Okay, yeah. so, we're in a so we're at a debutante ball. Uh, you know, we were both young when I first saw you. Mm-hmm. Close my eyes and the flashback starts and standing there on a balcony in summer air. So it's summer. It's, it's a summer. debutante ball. Uh, and this and is our, where we meet. Our protagonist has fled to the balcony to escape. Well, the... this is where we meet uh, Juliet, our little country girl. And I've been debating a lot whether she's 14 or 15, which um, I'm going to go with 15 sheerly because 14 makes me feel so much more uncomfortable than 15. Yeah, Um, 14's like Game of Thrones age. Yeah, even though like it's... 15's still not... It it doesn't make a huge difference. Don't get married at 15. Yeah, don't get married Even if it's legal where you live. Marriage is a sham. Don't get married. Um, Also that. Trust me, I look divorced. Um, (laughs) So... We meet Juliet, she's a little 15-year-old country girl. Uh, This isn't her debutante, it is her sister's, Uh, Uh but this is everything that she aspires to be. She's so ready to have her Mm -hmm. deb maybe next year. Uh, So she's there, it's her sister Katie. They've also got another older sister, Lisa. So three girls, youngest sister is Juliet. Now, at this point, I'm going to ask, do we have any Dreamcast? Uh, we do. So I've Dreamcast mostly Australian actors. Um, Love it. So uh, Angari Rice, I think is how you pronounce yes. her name. She's in the Spider-Man. 
uh, right. the, the current Spider-Mans. The Spider-Men. The Spider-Men's. <laughs> um, so her as Juliet, she is in reality 18, which makes me so much more comfortable, but she looks about 14. Um, yeah. I was... Like everyone in those films. Yeah, I was almost going to go for, like, I want someone who's grown up on screen so that you mm. do feel a bit protective and adulty for her, but um, she was sort of the best actor I could think mm-hmm. of for that and she can do an American um, accent. Like, what's a what's a face who was in... The, is, was it The Daughter? Oh, that fucked up film, The Daughter? I never saw The Daughter. Was it, was it Mia? I don't like Ibsen, so... Well, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> who does? Um... <laughs> Welcome to Spicy Theatre Opinions, the podcast. (laughs) Henry Gibson, Gibson, come come to the podcast and defend yourself. Also, uh, while we're on Spicy Theatre Opinions, the only reason I would want a Chekhov's gun is to escape from a Chekhov play. Yes. I hate Chekhov. I've never seen Chekhov done well, and I can get why actors like it, but they Mm -hmm. never do it well. Mm -hmm. Um, All right, so that was our side podcast. I have have a number of friends who I'm going to force to listen to this who are going to be so mad that you said that. But you know what? (laughs) That was our side podcast, Spicy Theatre Opinions. Um, (laughs) So, uh, and Gary Rice, um, yeah, I think it's probably the best option. I haven't got Mm -hmm. casts for the sisters. I was almost thinking uh, EJ Norville for the oldest sister, but she's probably too old because I reckon Lisa should be like 1920-ish. Okay, so with, yeah. so nineteen twenty ish, sixteen seventeen for the yeah, middle sister. Yeah, for Katie sixteen seventeen nineteen twenty ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're at the debutante ball, and Julia just you know she just really wants to be a debutante. She wants to wear a, she wants to wear a ball gown. She wants mm-hmm. the party, the lights, the whole do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as she is at this debutante ball, she makes eye contact with Romeo. Whose real name I've put as Bo Romano, and everyone just mispronounces it on purpose. <laughs> because that's how small towns work, is you get a stupid fucking nickname at a young age and it stays for the rest of Bo your Romano life. Bo Romano becomes known as Romeo. Romeo. Um, a, a, a question. In, in yeah. this universe, yeah. uh, d- does the play Romeo and Juliet exist? I'm going to go with no. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. like, this is, we're talking Babs Lohman's universe sort of thing where it's just like this is yeah. just a thing that is happening so the, so the characters can't themselves reference romeo and juliet no okay okay it's always good to check these things yeah uh so uh romeo is like 19 he works mm-hmm. like in the roads department or is mm-hmm. like an electrician's apprentice like mm-hmm. he's a working boy he's finished school yeah. uh and he kind of like grew up mostly with lisa her oldest sister and so he's there because it's a small town event and everyone goes this is at small town in new hampshire slash north carolina they are very slash, far from each other slash uh slash country new South Wales. <laughs> yeah um so it's like big community event everyone's there and this is like you know she, um julia's gotten all dressed up so she looks mm-hmm. a little bit older and so uh she's sort of walking through and she kind of catches romeo's eye and she's 14 no 15 she's 15, 15. She's 15 she's but he's 15. what 19 he's like 19 20 ish uh, <laughs> yeah and he's like oh my god is that juliet and she's like yeah it is and he's like oh look at you you're all grown juliet. up juliet juliet <laughs> uh he's like you're all grown up and she's like no um and they start talking about country music because that's something that they both like is that she's mm-hmm. very into country music mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. and uh he's very into country music and he's tasted a bit more old school a bit more old white guys uh mm-hmm. she's still sort of country pop um uh-huh and they kind of talk. She's a big Taylor Swift fan. She is, is what you're she's saying. She's basically a big Taylor Swift. Yeah. She's probably into um, Tori Kelly more. But like, uh, Kelsey I don't Ballerini, know anything about country music. Young 
country pop girls, basically. Okay. She's still very much in that, like, horses and cowgirl kind of yep, thing because yep. she's 15. Yeah, she's um, a horse girl? Is she a horse girl? She's a bit of a horse girl. Cool. Um, so, Shout out to horse girls. <laughs> yeah. Come on the podcast, defend yourselves. <laughs> um, so they're talking about country music, and he's kind of very dismissive of, like, country mm-hmm. pop. Uh, he's like, you know, that's not real country music. Uh, I was going to have that he's very dismissive of Lil Nas X, but this has to be said in 2018. So yeah, Lil Nas a, X does not this exist. Is a, this yeah. is a pre-Old Town Road. As we all know, Lil Nas X only yeah. came to exist in early 2019 yeah. with yeah. Old Town Road. Uh, stay tuned for future episodes of the podcast where in which we will definitely do, do Old, Old Town, Town Road. Road. Um, and because Juliet is 15, like, it's kind of flattering that an older guy is talking to yeah. her. And it's a little bit flirty, but at the same time, a bit clueless. Like, mm. Well, and he's being very condescending, isn't he? Yeah. And so it's she's kind of agreeing and nodding along. And, you know, mm-hmm. you don't want to challenge someone when you're 14, 15, and they are older than you because they mm-hmm. know shit and you don't. Um, and, like, the whole thing is seen by the sisters. And Katie is very much like, get a girl. Uh, and Lisa, the older sister, is very Katie. much like... Do not get it, girl. Um, do not well, even she, get in contact. Because she, she's grown up with Romeo. She's grown up yeah. with Romeo. He's bad news. Uh, also, Romeo casting, I've put yes. Will McDonald, who is currently in Much Ado About Nothing, touring with Belle Shakespeare. Uh, he's basically like late teen noodle boy. You know those boys Oh, yeah, no, no, like no. No, I know Will McDonald. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it doesn't have to be him, but that's kind of like the like late, late teen, teen noodle, noodle boy. boy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, like real skinny. Is he a like, bad boy? No. Okay. Like he's a, he's just he's a, a good country boy. Yeah. But you know, he's just a boy. Yeah. Yeah. But also a bit of a fuck boy. Yeah. But yeah. like country fuck boy. <laughs> so, I don't know anything about country fuck boys. So. Well, he is a country fuck boy move. The next day, he's sending her memes. Um, okay. <laughs> so literally, the next day, it's all like real specific country music memes, uh-huh. which I have looked up, and they are. Quite a time. Yeah. They are incomprehensible. I can imagine they would be. Uh, They are quite upsetting as a concept. But, yeah, it's like any sort of meme where you do share knowledge with someone Mm -hmm. and it's like, oh, I get that. I Um, think, like, most music genre-related memes are horrifying. Yeah. Because it's just people who know too much about the one thing. So, anyway, he's sending her memes um, and she's kind of flattered by the attention. She's responding, they're chatting, and like her friends are kind of excited by that. They're like, oh, Romeo, like the guy who works in mm-hmm. Rhodes slash the electrician's apprentice. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of, I want to zero in on this thing that is treated as quite normal in mm-hmm. small country towns, which is guys in their late teens hitting on girls in their mid teens. Mm-hmm. And it's considered a very normal, okay thing. Yeah. And that is, like, the main crux of this film is this is considered an okay thing and it should not be. Yeah. So. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're in not a country town context. That would be considered immediate red uh, flag yeah. of a 19-year-old yeah. hitting on a girl in high school. Yeah, yeah. and there's yeah, very yeah, much cool. something that Lisa is aware of that 15-year-old Juliet is not, mm-hmm. which is Lisa is just, like, he, like, girls his own age will not hang out with him. And that's why he's talking to you. And mm-hmm. so, like, in between Katie, who's, like, 16, is like, yeah, that's cool. She's still mm-hmm. in that mindset of, like, oh, older boys. Mm-hmm. Whereas Lisa is like, I grew up with this guy and there is a reason none of us hang out with him anymore. And that's the reason why he is hanging out with you. Okay. Well, this yeah. is already scarier than <laughs> Honky, Honky Cat. Cat. Arguably more intentionally a horror <laughs> film than this. And I'm already more terrified. Yeah. So uh, a lot of memes, a lot of, like, Facebook mm-hmm. chat. They kind of run into each other in the supermarket because it's a small town and that's, like, they're talking a lot more than they were previously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we get Romeo throwing pebbles and he, like, throws a pebble at a window and he's like, yep. hey, Gavin McGraw is playing two towns <laughs> over. 
And it's Gavin <laughs> McGraw because of the Taylor Swift song, Gavin McGraw. Uh, there's a Taylor Swift song called Gavin McGraw. I'm pretty sure there's a Taylor Swift song called Gavin McGraw, but it's like Gavin McGraw's playing two towns over. Uh-huh. Uh, it's an over it's an over 18s gig, but I can get you in. Yeah. Uh, do you want to come? And she's like, fuck yeah, I want to come. It's Gavin yeah. McGraw. So they're no, like, just to quickly clarify, yeah. Gavin McGraw is the guy who did that song that's like, I don't want to oh, be. Oh, no, I'm wrong. I think it's Tim McGraw. Fuck. I want to say it's is, Tim McGraw that Taylor I'm pretty Swift sure that, has a song. Yeah, I don't know. But is, I'm pretty sure that Gavin McGraw did, I don't want to be anything other than. Maria. Yeah, um, I feel like there is also Tim McGraw, and that's the one that Taylor Swift has a song about. While you while you yeah. continue explaining, I'm a I'm a yeah. look it up. Yeah. So uh, they sneak out, and because it's a small country town, they have to drive like half an hour to get there. So they're going in his uh, pickup truck, or you if you're nasty. Uh, so they drive <laughs> over, and he's basically like what would be called the perfect gentleman, in that he like. Keeps her away from other drunks. Uh, he's got her a fake idea to get her in. Uh, she tries to drink beer and it's disgusting. And he's, so he mm. like, goes and gets her a lemonade. And they're in the mosh pit and she's like up on his shoulders. And it's like, frankly, like a pretty good night out. But she is 15. Yes. Uh, and you, while they're in the mosh pit and she's like up on his shoulders mm-hmm. so that she can get a better view, you see someone take a photo of them. You don't know who it is. You just see that photo get taken. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it is Tim McGraw. Tim McGraw. And I'm also – so this – event is based on the Denny Ute Muster, which is a yearly event in Daniloquin in uh, uh-huh. near near the New South Wales Victorian border, about okay. an hour north of the border. It's a town where everyone drives a ute to a paddock and they're like, we mustered all those utes. We got 9,000 utes here. Let's have a party. And uh-huh. now I think Tim McGraw is actually playing at the Denny Ute Muster this year. Wow. Yeah. A Ute muster. Yeah, yeah, a Ute muster. That, that's that sounds like a like a like an oblique way to say let's all get together and do some drugs and fuck. Uh, is I, that what it is? Uh, I believe there is drinking involved as okay. well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's dr- alcohol is a drug. <laughs> you aren't wrong. You are not wrong. <laughs> this, this week's podcast is sponsored by not alcohol. <laughs> uh, so, like the you know big event. Yep. Good party times. And, um, yeah, photo gets taken of them together. Uh-huh. And on the drive home, Juliet's, like, kind of tired and out of it and they're talking about the gig and the conversation sort of shifts to, like, growing up mm-hmm. and how Romeo and Lisa used to hang out and, like, play Xbox and Juliet always wanted to hang out with them, mm-hmm. but she was, like, the annoying little sister who only ever wanted to talk about horses. Um, and Juliet just kind of, like, she's real tired. She's a bit out of it. And she's just like, you know, I had such a big crush on you back mm-hmm. then. And Romeo's just like, well, how do you feel about me now? And Juliet at this point gets kind of flustered because up until now, basically all of their interactions could be interpreted as Friendship. a friend mm-hmm. or like an older brother or a cousin who just like takes you out, has a good time, yeah. is like we have a common interest area. and you Yeah, know, he's I, like a family friend. Yeah, and it's like now that he's sort of started to see her as like an actual adult, not an annoying little kid who wants to talk oh. about horses. But this is a very direct <laughs> address about that. And so she's just like, I don't know. Uh, and Romeo takes that answer, but then when he's dropping her home, he's like, if it helps, didn't like you back then, but I do now. Uh, so they kiss and it's like hundred percent, like what a 15 year old would think is okay. And it should make every grown adult in the audience feel like <gasps> real uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah. uh, thanks. I hate it. Yeah. Thanks. I hate it. Um, um so Juliet is about Bo Romano. S- the yeah. fuck are you doing? <laughs> Bo Romano. God damn it. So Juliet's about to sneak back into the house, uh-huh. but instantly lights are on. 
parents and older sister Lisa are there. No one's happy. Uh, mm-hmm. The photo from the gig was sent to Lisa because that's how small towns work. As yeah. soon as something happens, everybody knows. Yeah. So I see all like, my girls, I know. Yeah, someone would be <laughs> like, wait, is that Bo Romano? And then someone else would be like, wait, is that Lisa? No, that doesn't look like Lisa. That's like Lil Lisa. Is it Katie? No, it's Lil Lisa. It's baby Lisa. It's yeah. Juliet. Send Lisa the photo. Yeah. Like that's wow. how information yep, 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 yep. travels. And no matter how much Juliet says, like, it's a totally innocent night out, they're just, you know, having a good time. We just went Tim to McGraw. see Tim, Tim McGavin. <laughs> Tim McGavin. Um, the parents aren't buying it, and her daddy says, stay away from Juliet. And she's crying on the staircase, begging him, please don't go. Wow, she's gone from, I don't know, maybe, to, maybe to, we to can like, kiss, no. to please don't go in yeah. that. Well, I guess, you know, she's young, emotions running high. Yeah. Yeah, so Romeo like, leaves. Like, don't go. I'm so embarrassed that my dad just said that to you. Yeah, so Romeo yeah. drives off. Juliet gets grounded because that's the thing that can still happen because she is 15 years old. Yes. Uh, and as soon as she has her parents' disapproval, Juliet is like, this is forbidden love. This is a big grand mm-hmm. narrative mm-hmm. that they'll never understand. It's just like. We have country music memes. It's play. true love. <laughs> it's like a play where things like a, get out of hand. It's like a play where there are lovers who are, um, yeah. Well, star-crossed, really. Mm-hmm. So she goes from, like, I don't know to very quickly being the one saying, Romeo, take me somewhere we can be alone. I'll be waiting. All that's left to do is run. And older sister Lisa is very much like, please don't do yeah. this. Middle sister Katie is, like, on board. She's yeah. encouraging this big grand love story and she is helping Juliet sneak out to notorious local hookup spot, The Garden, oh God. to see Romeo. Uh, yeah. And at this point, clued in viewers should start to pick up that, like, Juliet's very much like, this is true, true love. And Romeo's like, oh, no, that, oh, that, so, yeah, that so escalated quickly. Okay, 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 okay. So he's not like, he, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's, like, he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, dear. Uh, so it's like, he's like, oh, this yeah. is casual, but it's cool that we like the same music. Mm-hmm. Um, and Juliet can't tell anyone about the relationship because of, um, you know, the law. Because Daddy said. Yeah, stay away from Juliet. Oh, yeah, and, 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 the, and the, law. the law. because Juliet is 15. <laughs> uh, yeah. They're sneaking around and Juliet gets, like, the weird superiority complex of a teenager with an older boyfriend. Yes. Um, which, like, kind of gets her to thinking she's better than the town that she's in. She's mm-hmm. very much like, we're going to leave. Like, I'm yeah. better than this. This one-horse town. Yeah, and she, like, raises that to Romeo and he's like, fuck yeah, this is, this is a dead-end town. Uh, once my apprenticeship is done next year, I'm leaving. And <laughs> anyone who can do maths would notice that there's a slight problem with that. Yep. But um, anyway, Juliet starts getting sick. And, uh, oh no, Tazzy, tell me no. You know that there's only one reason in movies that women throw up. Yep, yeah, yeah. yeah. You do. She got yeah, herself. It's cholera, right? Oh, yeah. okay. Teenage pregnant. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> he ain't gonna make you his princess, Juliet. <laughs> he gonna make you something else. <laughs> so this is like, it's even that is another symptom of small towns because you can't go to the GP or the chemist, the, to get yourself some no-baby meds because someone yeah. will tell your parents. Yes, yeah, because yeah. like, the, the doctor's your mum's best friend. Yeah, and, like, again, that's, like, there is a disturbingly high teenage pregnancy rate yeah. in small towns, and that is a huge part of it, and I don't think we discuss enough mm-hmm. that that social pressure and anxiety yeah. all relates back. And the inability to, to trust that your doctor won't, won't tell your mum that yeah. you're getting teenage <laughs> pregnant. Um, so there's a very small big, Small town doctors, like, come on the pod and defend yourself. <laughs> It's okay. We didn't have a doctor growing up. We just did not have a doctor. You did. Wow. Yeah. 
Does so she know she's pregnant at this point? She, she knows she's pregnant. Uh, she is pregnant. Um, Pregnant? Pregante. Um, <laughs> so middle sister Katie actually has like some of her shit together at uh-huh. this point. Uh-huh. So she's like, a few towns over, there's a clinic. We're going to say we're going on a shopping trip for like mm-hmm. the prom because I need a dress for the prom and you're going to come and we're going to buy a dress for the prom. Mm. Uh, and they go to the clinic. No, mom, you can't come. No, mom. No, no. It's Mama, a girl's no. trip. <laughs> Mama, no. I just got my license. Yeah. I can drive. Uh, so there's a girl's trip and uh, they are heading into the clinic. Uh-huh. And um, you know what's often outside abortion clinics? Uh, yeah, I think I do. Yeah, protesters. Yeah, I think it is. I, I, I think that that is the case, yes. Yes, and um, one of them takes a photo and posts it on a uh, Facebook group where pro-lifers like to identify and name women who are heading into that clinic. And so by the time that they get back to town, <laughs> Jackson, me, Julie, yeah, knows. <laughs> So like, yeah, literally they're not even back in this town. This is the first they small town to get... country film that also has a major plot about doxing. Yeah. Breaking breaking boundaries here. Breaking boundaries here. Yeah, At that, that was not shift. a good joke. Um, Shifted pitch? No, it is pitch, pitch shift. shift. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so by the time they get back to town, everybody knows, and it's almost like Juliet is wearing a scarlet letter. Oh, God. She Yeah, she's walking around. Because you were Romeo, I was the scarlet letter. The, the scarlet letter. I um, was the scarlet letter. Mm-hmm. That lyric alone is why I wanted to do this like yeah. song because what the fuck Taylor like yeah. where did this yeah. figure well, in well yeah it's, I mean that that's always been that thing where I'm like has Taylor Swift read, read the, the Scarlet, Scarlet Letter um, but also I, it's it would, boring it's not a good book well yeah but you know yeah um, but also, you know, it, 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 I, f- I feel like that's also a good opportunity for, to do like, kind of like easy A yeah. where they've been studying the Scarlet the letter. letter, but Juliet clearly has not <laughs> properly like, understood what it's about. I am the Scarlet Letter. Yeah. And is this, okay. Is also, is this a, is this a film that's going to have, um, internal, like first person narration? No, okay. I wasn't imagining that. Okay. I was imagining a much more like just you know okay. reading in the eyes. Get a good actress. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eyes. <laughs> eyes that say, "I am the Scarlet no, Letter." The, yeah, uh, she's so, got the she's got a copy of the book yeah. in her hand. Yeah, and, and it's like, "What she been reading for school?" <laughs> literally, everyone in town's like, "Do you hear? Do you hear, Juliet?" Mm, yep, Juliet got an abortion because that's how small towns mm-hmm, work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and at this point, Romeo skips town. Uh, and Juliet keeps expecting him to show up at her window, yep. but there's just radio silence. Yes. And eventually she takes matters into her own hands and keeps, like, pestering his friends, and she finally gets a phone number. Okay. And he's staying somewhere with family uh-huh. just in case the question of yeah. the parentage of the baby she is no longer having comes up because of the law. <laughs> so her parents are, like, firmly in camp good riddance, but Juliet is begging Romeo to save her because they're trying the to par- tell her the how parents, to feel. The parents don't want to get get Bo Romano put in jail? Uh, the, the parents are like, good riddance, he's okay. gone. Um, because that will, like, getting Bo Romano put in prison will just mean, like, more division with their daughter and putting their daughter up to more public scrutiny. So they're like, he's so they're, gone. So they're good. They're, they're pretty good parents. Yeah, yeah they're great cool. parents. Cool. Yeah. As, oppo- as opposed to Aunt Ben Cat Mendelsohn. With- ben Mendelsohn as parents. Mendelsohn. <laughs> Mendo and... This is going to be a Mendo podcast now. <laughs> yeah. This is purely Mendo content. Yeah. Um, I mean, he could play both. Yeah. The voice of Honky Cat. Dad and... and the a dad, good dad. And Juliet's dad. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, she's begging Romeo to save her because they're trying to tell mm-hmm. her how to feel 
and this love is difficult, but it's, but it's a real eel. It's um, a real eel. <laughs> and the more she talks, like the less Romeo responds. Mm-hmm. And she's just like spitballing about how she can come to the city and how they can make it work. And make just, it out of this mess. Make it out of this mess, but there's just no response. And so Juliet. Baby, just say yes. And he's like, no. No. Uh, no. no, baby, just say yes. And there's just like silence on the other side click. of the phone. He Not up. even a click, just like breathing. And just like, <laughs> he hung up on her. <laughs> Uh, so Juliet uh, becomes a bit non-responsive and like locks herself in her room. She's refusing to like talk to mm-hmm. anyone or to eat mm-hmm. or really do anything other than wait by the phone for a call from Romeo mm-hmm. and there's no response and she gets tired of waiting. So she does something that would seem logical to her 15-year-old brain. Yep, 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 yep. yep. She says if he doesn't come back, she'll kill herself. Okay. <laughs> and... <laughs> Word of that gets to Romeo, except because it's like a small town grapevine, the news gets jumbled and he hears that she has killed herself. (laughs) (laughs) So he rushes back to town. I can see why Romeo and Juliet is not a play that exists in this universe now. Yes. So uh, he rushes back to town uh, only to find Juliet, who's alive and waiting for him on the outskirts of town. Uh, And he's like part relieved. And part mad as a fucking cut snake. Yeah. Because um, it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. But it's fine. She's alive. And then she's like real mad that he even left in the first place. Yeah. And she's saying she doesn't even know what to think anymore. And he <laughs> kneels to the ground and pulls out a ring and says, marry me, Juliet. Because if they get married, any legal issues oh, go away. Oh, no. <laughs> Which is why this is set in New Jersey. No, New, New Hampshire. Not New Jersey. New Hampshire or North Carolina. I think it's got to be North Carolina. Well, in North Carolina, the legal age for marriage is still 14. <laughs> and that I'm leaning, law. I'm leaning really far away from the microphone right now. Because you're upset. I'm worried that I'm going to scream. <laughs> Um, that law, by the way, is uh, usually reserved for exactly what you think, exactly that situation. Right, 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 Where right, if right. you put so, a ring on it, there won't be cuffs on you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so this this is this is something that he decided on between hearing that she had she killed herself, herself, and and he was like, oh, I don't want to live without you. But, but if so, but if he if he thought that she had killed herself, mm. why he had the ring? I think like when she's like I'm gonna kill myself and he's like oh my god she killed herself he's like maybe i do love her because mm. he's so upset and then he's like uh, it's a shitty it's like a popsicle ring or something yeah he popsicle already had the, he already had the ring yeah yeah he already had a ring he like had yeah. his mom's ring it's his it's his like class ring or some shit yeah like, and, okay and yep, about, yep, yep. like he told her about it she was like oh he's so sensitive he's got a mm-hmm. ring he wears a ring uh so and so he's so relieved that she's alive that he's like let's get married uh, and like low key in the back of his head, he's like, and that will solve all the legal issues. Yep, yep. Um, so they can live in his family house in town as a newly married couple and finally just like be open with mm-hmm. their love, with their true love, because oh, this no. is a love story. Baby, just say yes. no. <laughs> Baby, say no. So, say no. So, our <laughs> final scene is a, a reflection of our first scene at the debutante ball, except uh-huh. Juliet is picking out a white dress not for her debutante ball, but for her wedding. Uh-huh. Uh, and teenage Juliet marries slightly older teenage Romeo, and, like, you sort of get the ending of The Graduate. I was going to say. Where, like, it's not even the two of them, it's just Juliet, and you get the idea that maybe 
she's started to tweak to the fact that like she is now stuck in this town yeah. forever and that she will never escape the gossip and the small town nature and just kind of the idea that maybe Romeo isn't all that she cracked him up yeah. to be and you just see like a little hint of that yeah and then cut to black and then directed by Kate Shortland <laughs> She can she can put the Black Widow movie on hold and do this instead. So moving on to the chaperone. No. <laughs> um, um, well, mm. uh, haunted. Yeah, it's that, a bit cursed. That is haunted. Yeah, but also <laughs> this um, is kind of this is a kind of film that I can imagine it's, like it's playing at film festivals and like. 50% of people who see it are like, wow, that was so edgy and real. And like, and, and then yeah. the other half of people are like, this is this upsetting. Yeah. No, yeah. this is, this is, I couldn't stop crying. I walked out. I was shaking, blah, blah, blah. Like yeah. that kind of thing. And I think this is mostly a response to like, there are so many movies about young girl has a formative relationship with an older man and then looks back on it and thinks about how great it was. Mm. And those are almost always written by older men. Yeah. And it's that thing where it's kind of like everything happens for a reason. If I hadn't, had that relationship with a 45 year old married man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it then is I wouldn't have known blah, blah, blah. Literature and is. now I can be a good girlfriend to my young, hot guitar man boyfriend. Yeah. Um, yeah. Except that in this one, no hot guitar man boyfriend. No, just a 19 year old that you married at 15. Cause when you're 15. <laughs> That's the credit song, right? Yeah. Somebody tells you they love you. I'm actually imagining the credit song is just like a real country dirge version of Taylor Swift's um, love story. Love story. Yeah. Does Taylor Swift have a cameo in this film? Um, yes. Taylor Swift plays encouraging, enabling middle sister Katie. Interesting. Yeah, Interesting. there we go. That's the casting. Taylor Swift is middle sister. Do you reckon she is 30. Do you but... reckon she'd agree to... Oh, she looks young. Yeah. She looks the same age as she did in the Hannah Montana movie. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think she Do you think she would? No. In a, in a real world? Absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> because... Well, I guess, yeah, I, I, I think I would... Until you told me this morning... Well, sorry, when I say this morning, I mean earlier in this podcast yeah. um, th- that she just recently it performed so long ago yeah that she yeah. just recently performed it yeah at, it, was it was it amazon day i told you that this morning yeah she oh, performed yeah. it at prime day because prime day. taylor swift doesn't care about workers yeah taylor swift's um, come on the podcast and defend yourself yeah. um, don't even come on the podcast don't even come taylor swift um, I do come, I don't want to but, talk to you. But bring 1989 Taylor with you. <laughs> I know that old Taylor's dead. She can't come to the front right now. <laughs> um, but no, up until I'm oh learning God, that fact. There needs yes. to be a scene where it's like, Juliet, oh, she can't come to the phone right now. Why? Because she's dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, and that's, and that's like Juliet's mum. No, that's Katie. That's enabling bullshit middle sister Katie. Uh-huh. It bow rings and he's like, I heard she was going to kill herself. She's like, oh, Julia can't come to the phone right now. I don't know. I feel like it could be the like the moment in an effort to just get rid of him. Oh, yeah. It's like, young man, she can't come to the phone right now. Wow. She's dead. Now leave us alone. <laughs> Haven't you done enough? Yeah. And in the... In the um, in, in as far as we're casting all uh, Australian actors... Uh, methinks that mum is uh, the the incredible Helen Thompson. I was going to say Claudia Carvin, but Helen Thompson, yes. I'm voting Helen Helen yeah. Thompson. I'm on Team um, Helen now. You know, we. Yeah. I mean, I got I got those I got those mad theatre connects. I can get mm-hmm. us I can yeah. get us in touch with Helen Thompson. Cool. Um, yeah. yeah. 
this, uh, yeah, it's it's a movie that would be deeply upsetting, but yeah. it's not a horror movie. Oh yeah, and and the kind of thing that um, you know, you know those those films where it starts off and you're like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go through ups and downs, and it just keeps going down, mm. and you're like, where's the up? No up. No, no up. up. Only down. No up. Only down. Mm-hmm. No up. Only down. Like, come on. It's a, no. <laughs> Alrighty. All right. Should we do some shuffle? Yeah, I guess we should do some shuffle. Oh, it's my turn this week. Yes, we need to use your phone. Oh, we need to use my I phone. Yeah. So shuffle, shuffle round is where we basically just hit shuffle on Charles's phone and not mine yeah. because my phone has bad music. And he will have to do three real quick pitches just off yep. the cuff. Yep, yep, yep. Um, this is gonna be this. This is gonna be uh, is interesting our, in a different way. I was because gonna say this is our attempt to rescue this horrifying. Podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna try to make three really uplifting, um, not not at all statutory rapey. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, so should I just hit yeah, the shuffle on do my? It. Uh... Do it. So we got Blackwater Rising by Stonefield, mm-hmm. great band, young Australian women. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the lead singer is blonde as well. Right. They should do the soundtrack too. Okay. Um, uh, I'm thinking, okay, this, is, this isn't this is going to be lighthearted. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking a uh, little bit of um, The Witch or The Vivitch, yeah. uh, a, a New England <laughs> story, <laughs> meets Picnic Hanging Rock. Um, and, and in that sense, I mean, um, I'm, I'm thinking like we do missing like girls. missing girls, but with agency. Oh. Um, During a flood, perhaps, because the black water is rising. The black water is rising. Yep, 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 yep. So uh, it's like three or four girls, um, you know, uh, yeah, three, three, three sisters and a friend mm-hmm. of, of them, and they go missing, and everyone's like, oh my god, they've gone missing, you know, like the. What happened the, to these girls? Um, and you know everyone's pointing fingers at each other, a la uh, hanging rock. Yeah. Um, and then it turns out that actually, they ran when away. they 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 did kind of they were caught up in the black water rising, mm. but, but in they that, surfed that yeah yeah, and they and they um, met a wise old woman, and they became witches. Yeah, and they become witches, and um, and in and in and in some ways, I feel like that probably is a um, you know a revenge fantasy narrative, and then terrorized the town that's mm. full of. Australian misogynist men. Yeah, I like Boom. it. Boom. I like it. Yes. All right, next one. Shout out to Stonefield. Um, so that's Winter Hill by Doves. Winter Hill by Doves. Uh, well, how, how, how does that song start again? Wherever you go, you will be with me. Uh, and when you and when you will walk, you'll be walking with me. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. My Jesus. Um, and if comes the day you meet someone new, uh, you you will be with them. But I'll be thinking of you. Um, so uh, a yikes. little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm gonna try to not. I'm gonna try to make it not happy. Happy um, yikes. No, I'm not even really happy. I'm, I'm, like the the thing that comes to mind is like a P.S. I love you style. Um, partners died. The partner is ghost. And yeah, partner just yeah. Wants but instead of it being on. instead of it being the, the woman who's fallen apart after her husband's died, mm. it's um, Sad Sack Man, played by Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal is the Sad Sack Man whose wife has died, mm-hmm. um, and and she's uh, written you know like like written him letters a la P 
P.S. I Love You. Um, I'm trying to find the point at which it would, it would, would diverge from P.S. I Love You. He meets another man. He meets another, well, yeah, no, obviously he meets another man. It's he Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal, come on the podcast and then come out. Um, <laughs> come out, Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, yeah, he meets another man and he's having these, you know, kind of one-sided conversations with his memory of, of, of his wife. Yeah. And the wife ends up being... Uh, the one who encourages him to come, to, to come out. Mm-hmm. So it's like, P.S. I love you meets Breakback Mountain. <laughs> yeah, cool. And she's like, yeah, you gotta climb that long grassy track to the top of Winter Hill. You gotta, yeah, you gotta do it. Yeah. Okay, was that three? No, that was two. That was two. We okay, one more. okay, okay. Hey, y'all. Uh, I come and talk about this girl that had my love. See? <laughs> <laughs> What okay, is this? Um, this is a song by Lloyd, Andre 3000, and Lil Wayne that's called Dedication to My Ex, in brackets, miss that. Um, oh. And I feel like I need to explain, I've talked to you about my yeah. unfortunate fondness for this, this song. song. Um, this, this is a song, the, 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 the entirety of which is uh, guys like, so I went to prison and I got out of prison um, and, and during that time my girl started having sex with other guys and you know the, how I know? Because that pussy done changed. It's such a shame. Oh, it's such a shame. Um, and the chorus is like, where did that pussy go? Oh no, I miss that pussy, that pussy. Um, and the radio edit is, I miss that lovin', that lovin', that lovin', that lovin'. Uh, if we go um, the non-radio edit, could it be a like Monster Hunter sequel to Hockey yeah, Cat? Yeah, yeah. No, uh, I, I don't even think it's, I think it's, um, so I'm gonna change up the gender. Mm-hmm. So a, a woman who's, who's gone to jail, she's come out of jail. Um, and while she was in jail, she left, the, she left her cat to, mm-hmm. to her boyfriend, yeah. to her boyfriend at the time. And the boyfriend let the cat die. Mm-hmm. So she goes full John Wick. <laughs> that's it, that's the, that's, that's it, that's the pitch. Using the She's like, she where did that pussy go? And he's like, I, I didn't, I, I couldn't be bothered to talk after your fucking cat. And she's like, I'm I a kid. And, and to quote again, the song, I'm about to kill this bitch. He gave away all my shit. <laughs> Because I'm sure he gave away all the shit as well, but she's like, you you let the cat die? Or maybe it's like, you let the cat escape, and she's trying to find the cat, but she's also like, I'm gonna get revenge on this motherfucker. Yeah. Because my cat's all I've ever cared about in the world. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. That's it. Love it. That is it. Right. Dedication to my ex. Missed that. I I only saw my ex, and I thought it was Lil Mix's shout out my ex. to my ex. You <laughs> Which is and remains a banger. Yeah, mm-hmm. not as much of a banger though as the song that it is a direct ripoff of, "Ugly Heart" by GRL. Uh, we can agree. Rest in peace, the lead one. girl singer of GRL. Oh, yeah. that's sad. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> know that. Yeah. Well, that's real sad. Yeah, it is sad. Um, and what you, a note and to you end dare on. take that memory by peddling your little mix secondhand wares. <laughs> I didn't know. Little that. mix, come on the podcast, defend yourself. We're going to have so many people We're defending gonna, themselves on this podcast. Uh, good. It's time yeah. for some proper fights. Yeah. I, I can only get in fights with law enforcement these days. So it'll be good to have mm-hmm. people who have actual reasons to fight me yeah. instead of their petty power fantasies. Cool. Um, where can I find more of your opinions, Charles? Uh, you can find my opinions at uh, on Twitter at GhalesOchady, uh, G-H-A-R-L-E-S-O-C-H-A-D-Y. It's my name, but backwards. But also I, not. Yeah, but also kind of not. Yeah, there's too many H's in it. Um, where, can, where can we find you, Tansy? You can find a lot of my awful thoughts and opinions on Twitter as well, like most awful yeah. things. We're pretty much constantly. Yeah, we're pretty much constantly talking about 
movies and TV, both of us. Yeah, um, I'm at Tansy Clipboard, and you can just guess how to spell Tansy because there's a lot of ways to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Good um, luck. If you I'm want to set a little mystery quest for you there. If you if you want more of my uh, chaotic film opinions, you can also follow me on Letterboxd. And, and uh, Charles O'Grady on Letterboxd. And you can also follow me down the street and ask questions about movies. Please and... don't follow either of us down the street. Um, <laughs> speak for yourself. I want to fight people. <laughs> uh, did I ever tell you about the film shoot where we got asked what our favourite films were at the start? Uh, no, but I feel like I have a feeling this You're, story goes like every other film shoot uh, with what are your so favorite films. I used to have a rule that like if people said wanky things, I'd say my favorite film was How to Train Your Dragon. Yep. And if they said normal things, I'd say my actual favorite film, The Brothers Bloom. Um, Love it. Yep. And uh, so they're like, talk to the person next to you about what your favorite film is. And I'm like, I'm a fourth year. I don't want to do this anymore. So I turned to, <laughs> they're like, this is a second year subject. You have to yep. do this. So I turned to the second year boy sitting next to me mm-hmm. and I'm like, What's your favourite movie, mate? And he says, Batman versus Superman, colon, the dawn of justice. Yes! BVS! BVS! This was in 2016 too. Like the film had only recently come out. And people hadn't like, even had an opportunity to be like, oh, maybe then the director's cut because it's like way better. Yeah, no, the director's cut wasn't even a, a thing at that no. point. And I was like, are you serious? Martha and he said that was his favorite part of the film so I changed tutorials I was like I can I can never risk talking to this man boy again this 20 year old white boy whose favorite movie is BVS hey hey, that guy if you're listening come on the podcast podcast. I I just want to chat man I just want to chat yeah anyway um that's that's pretty much it yeah bye bye Shift is recorded uh, on Wurundjeri land of the Kulong Nation. Uh, this always was and always will be Aboriginal land. <laughs>